0: Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Woo! Wow, there's that. Silence in a little bit. DeVito backs up, throws deep, as Harris right side, and the catch at the five, and he tumbles into the end zone. That's a touchdown from 46, and the Orange are rolling. The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left, fires left side. It's to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes a catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into base. It is over. The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is on the block. Yeah, you know, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X Men. here on espn radio 97.7 100.1 usually heard on espn radio utica row heard on 96.5 fm we are not on in utica today like to remind you that uh, you can hear us there most days, wherever you are, whatever you're doing on a a tropical 90 degree day here in central New York or wherever you're listening today. That's the beauty of uh, something like the ESPN app that you can just pull us up on wherever you are. You got your phone in your pocket. We're with you. We are with you. And it's really sweaty in here today. So if you could get in some air conditioning, we'd appreciate it. So those are all great ways to listen to the program, but uh, there is a all-encompassing experience of the program. Those of you watching right now on QSportsTalk.com that know the rhythm, that know the routine, that know that you can watch the show, you can live chat throughout the show, and that uh, when the radio audience goes to commercial breaks, your show continues because we keep the mics on during commercial breaks at QSportsTalk.com via Twitch. Uh, you'll notice I, I've got a friend here in studio today. I believe his name is Cuppy, right? If I'm not mistaken, with the Dunkin' Bacon Fest coming up this weekend from your friends here at Galaxy Media. Always a good time. Festivals are back in downtown Syracuse, and we're glad to be putting that on for you. And So, yeah, we there's a giant piece of bacon in the studio, too, better than the Yankees flag, which I didn't notice was up for a half hour on the show yesterday. So, all kinds of things happening at qsports if anything there's 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 big coffee cup that's you thought it was creepy my buddy staring at me the whole time the famous my buddy doll he's actually looking at the is, if you if you'll notice my buddy is just enthralled here with the giant cuppy It's a business, right? QSportsDoc.com, friends. It is happening there. Oh, what a show for you. What a Wednesday show. Getting over that hump today. And remember, we've got one more show tomorrow, and then I am off all next week. Got a big guest for you coming up when we return, by the way. I, I would dare to say one of the biggest guests we've had on this show is locked and loaded for when I return on the 24th, Of August, I come back Monday the 23rd from a week off next week. But uh, that second day back, I would dare to say in terms of stature and name, you will absolutely know, I think most of you are fans of, will be on this show. And I will just hint at it in saying that it's appropriate for the sport that's about to commence. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. So a lot going on when we return, but there's a lot going on today. By golly and I will certainly get into this later in the show. It feels good to say this. Syracuse University is finally going to retire the jerseys of some female athletes. That came across the timeline today, and that felt good to see. Felicia Leggett-Jack had to be in the first class. If and when it happened, and the more conversations that we had with John Wildhack on this show, the more other people out there grab the baton, and, and push for this to happen because it had to be discussed publicly. We had to put the pressure on Syracuse to make them feel like they had to do this. Now, they had plans to do it, all right? They absolutely had plans to do it, but, you know, some things require a little bit more heat to rise and bubble. And the last couple of years, a lot of people have called for this, and myself included. It is great to see it finally happen. And amongst that first class had to be. Felicia Leggett Jack, and she is in there, and she is going to join us today at five o'clock. At five o'clock, from where I understand, from uh, lovely Jamaica. How about that. So, congratulations to her, to Katie Rowan Thompson, to Anna Goodale, and by the way, uh, some guy named Gary Gate is also going to get his number up. Leading a number of people are saying, "Wait, they haven't done that yet." Exactly. This is what I've been saying for years. And by the way, Syracuse University, not my only target in this discussion. I think a lot of our, some of our professional teams, you know how much we love the crunch here, but I have told Howard Dolgan and Jim Cirosi and Vance Lederman and a number of people this a hundred times, you don't have enough retired numbers up there. I think the Syracuse Mets do a pretty decent job with their wall of fame and that ceremony they do every year and kind of recognizing their history. It's important you got to tell your story not only on the Internet and in media, but literally in the stadium. Tell your story there. That's what made me really push for this to happen with Syracuse, and it happened today, and I'm just beyond thrilled. I'm beyond thrilled for those athletes that are finally going to get that recognition because it was just one of those big holes that was missing that somebody just had to point out. And Syracuse got on it. They fixed it. John Wildhack came through, and, There's a whole crew behind the scenes of people that did this, a panel that came up with the the initial names and the names that are to come. So that's what I'm happiest about. It's not just like, okay, here's a few. We put it up. You happy now? It's like, no, this is a process. This is going to continue over several years because there's a backlog of deserving athletes that are going to get recognized. And I'm happy that it's not just women, by the way. They certainly were due for their recognition, but a lot of the non-revenue sports are going to get some love now, too, because there was such a focus on football and men's basketball. Not even lacrosse got in there until now. So kudos to Syracuse. That got out there today. I'm excited about it, and we will talk to Felicia Legett-Jack, who's scheduled to join us at 5 o'clock. We'll get into some football later in the show. We'll go on the blind side. Here's the deal. Not only do we have all this great sporting topicality for you today, you know how excited Uncle Brent was about the Foo Fighters coming to the amp September 15th. Uh, Well, surely I'm not the only one. Surely some of you out there are very excited about this, but not quite sure about getting tickets. Well, we're going to help you with that today. Right here in this hour, during hot takes, who knows how this is going to (laughs) go. We are going to give away two tickets To the Foo! Oh yeah, it's happening. Now I'm going to make you earn it. Okay, This is not Caller 5 here. This is going to be a real contest that you have to beat me at. All right, so hang in there. If you want to win tickets, a pair of tickets to the Foo Fighters, we will play the famous on-the-block name game. We're going to dust it off during hot takes later today. So all that to come. We're excited about the show. We hope you are too. Uh, Where I do want to start, though, is... It's okay to be wrong. It's okay if you're somebody who on these radio airwaves, Twitter, message boards, Facebook, at the sports bar, in your own home, wherever it was or is, if you are somebody that has been critical of the recruiting prowess of one James Arthur Beheim and the Syracuse basketball staff, it's okay to admit that in this case you're wrong because what you have asked for, what you have demanded, what you have screamed from the mountaintops in our Twitch chat or wherever the case may be is that Syracuse has got to get those big names. They have got to get those top five, top 10 classes. While I've always made the case that Syracuse, Beheim, this staff, no matter who's been by his side, has done a pretty good job in taking those off-the-radar players, those names that may not be four or five stars, may not be in the top 100, and time after time after time developing those players into really good Syracuse players that went on to be professionals elsewhere, names that weren't necessarily hot off the charts, five-star recruiting bonanza names that turned into great players because you bring in the right players, for what you do. And Syracuse always had a keen eye for that, the way they tapped Canada, the way they went to some non-traditional recruiting areas, the way they, with certain coaches, owned certain areas of the country at times. Like, there was a feeder system, there was a pipeline, they found ways around the star system. Which you're in the conversation for. Like, we know who gets the big names in the college basketball world. It starts with Duke and Kentucky, and then, kind of works its way down from there in North Carolina and Kansas and the number one recruited uh, top five team right now in the country is Ohio State who's come along lately so it's not a perfect system by any means and this is where I have to remind you that recruiting rankings are weird you are rewarded for having more players for example Somebody came at me on Twitter about this today and cited the numbers of the last five classes, right? For example, the class before this one, which according to the 247 composite rankings, which I like because it tabulates everything, Syracuse now has a top five class in the class of 2022. Now, a lot can change between now and when that season tips off. Other programs can add players, impact players, volume of players. That'll fluctuate. They were number 12 with the commitments of Kamari Lands and Justin Taylor. Now adding Kadir Copeland, who committed last night, they're a top-five recruiting class. I mean, that's a big deal, no matter how you get there. And that's not just by volume. That's, that's by quality. Those are three really good players that are now committed by all that we know now. Of course, we'll see how they pan out here, because that's recruiting. But, you know, somebody threw it at me on Twitter and said, are we supposed to pretend that the last five classes didn't happen? And he cites the rankings, 76, 42, 33, 43, and 38. I'm happy to say a fifth-ranked class is great. Are you willing to say the five classes before were crap? That from Carlos Voltron on Twitter. Well, let's look at it. That class that you cited that's ranked 76th was the class of 2021. There was one player in it, and that player is Benny Williams, by the way, who, by all accounts, is going to come in and start, make an impact, fill a hole for this team, and you know, the transfer portal and the way college sports has become these days, you're constantly filling holes, right? But I think we're all feeling pretty good about Benny Williams, right? We'll see how he is. But by all check marks, he's pretty good. But there was one player in that class. Hence, it was ranked 76th. You are rewarded for a number of players. These are the other uh, players in those classes cited. Kadari Richmond, Woody Newton, Frank Anselm, Bryson Goodine, Quincy Garrier, Jesse Edwards, Joe Girard, John Bolajak, Jalen Carey, Robert Braswell, Buddy Beheim, Marek Doljai, O'Shea Brissett, Barama Sidibe, Howard Washington. Now, there's some misses in there, but that's recruiting. There's hits, there's misses. There's transfers, there's players that don't pan out for whatever reason. But there are more hits than misses in that conversation, right? So, yeah, the rankings didn't really knock you over. But did the players pan out? And I think the answer to that is, again, with noted exceptions, there's a, there's a couple of busts in there, no question about it, but there's more hits than misses. By quality of player, when you recruited Kadari Richmond, you had no idea the transfer portal was going to come along, they were going to waive the one-year exemption, and he was going to transfer out, right? Robert Braswell, I think you could count on being around for a couple of years, and there's, there's, there's some weird circumstances in here, which is why you have to offer some context in these things and be careful about just citing recruiting rankings. But you know what? Once in a while, it's nice to flex a little bit. I'd rather work with that hand. I'd rather be sitting here on August the 11th of 2021 saying, I've got right now a top five recruiting class. And there could be more. Right? Now, it's funny, on the video last night, and uh, the video being, uh, Kadir put out a, a an Instagram commitment, and a part of that he included a conversation with both Jim Beheim and Jerry McNamara. Here it is. My favorite point guard. What's going on, What's going on? Not much. I just wanted to really call you, just give you good news, just letting you know. Um, August tenth, I will be committing to the queues. I'm uh, really happy. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. Definitely, Coach. I didn't want to hold it off with you too long. Yeah, well, I'm really happy. Go You family? I'm family, for You're sure. The group, baby? Yes. <laughs> so there you go. You heard Jerry McNamara in there. You heard Jim Beheim in there. My favorite point guard, right? That's part of recruiting, but he's in. This does not mean Syracuse has stopped recruiting J.J. Starling. If anything, he's their number one target now. They could, I don't believe Chance Wester is going to commit to Syracuse, but they're on the top 10 list. There could be another player or two in that class that they add. They're not done yet. But as we sit here right here, right now, they are a top five class. This is what you asked for. If you were calling this show or, again, whatever format it was in, being critical of Jim Beheim and the staff and their recruiting, and that was your benchmark. Recruiting rankings, well, you now have a top-five class. Again, it could fluctuate, but when that thing is declared over, right, when those players take the court and we're moving on to other classes, it's going to be a great class by that measure. They've got to pan out as players. We've got to see how they do because, as noted a moment ago, there's hits and misses here. But you got what you asked for. That criticism is gone. You'll find a way to criticize it because that's what you do. That's what haters do. But it's okay to be wrong. My criteria, I lay it out there all the time, is always the same. Are you in the conversation for really good players? Are you recruiting well? I mean, recruiting, of course, is important. But by the measures of how the players pan out that were not highly ranked and the Frequency in which you're in the conversation for top players. And are you making the tournament? Now, you may say my uh, expectations are too low. You may want a better regular season. You may want to compete for ACC titles. You can throw at me that Syracuse has finished in the top five of the ACC, I believe, once, maybe twice. I could be off on that, but it's not a lot. If you have those expectations, if you feel Syracuse should be a better program by whatever measure, then that's your prerogative. But I've done this enough, I've seen it enough, that if you go by those two measurements, you're doing pretty well. Just get in the tournament. And more often than not, Syracuse proves that if you put them in the tournament, they're going to reward that bid. They're going to make a sweet 16 run. They're going to surprise people. They're going to go to a Final Four when the whole world said they shouldn't be there. It's a team that is built to win in the postseason, that finds a way, and a coach that finds a way. So more often than not, there are you, you may be stressed out for the you know the two and a half months that lead into it, and it'd be nice if they weren't on the bubble for once, but that's the reality of the situation, the league that they're in. They have made the best of what they have done. So again, if you want to, I wouldn't even put in in the category of nitpick. If you want to criticize that, we can have that conversation. I'm not saying they're they're without criticism. That they're, they're certainly not infallible here. But you got what you asked for here. It's been an awful quiet day for the haters. When you're left with calling the show and demanding more backdoor cuts and things of that nature, well, maybe you don't have anything. And again, I'm not saying that they're beyond reproach and they can't be criticized. Certainly they can. This is sports, and you know there are certain things we look at and say, well, you can probably do this better. But you also have to recognize when you get what you want. Okay, the dog caught the ambulance. And what does the dog do now? <laughs> Doesn't look for another ambulance to chase. He has to be content with the one he caught. So that's all I ask for is a little consistency. It's okay to admit that you were wrong. And in this case, you were. And uh, Jim Beheim, he can't recruit no more. Um, no, he can't. Proof's right there. And going, by the way, because they're not done. And on that note, we will break. We will return. Happy news uh, from the world of Syracuse University today. I just, I saw it and I just, I sat there. I I got emotional. I'm not going to lie. It's one of those things that, speaking of getting what you want, I've written so many columns and said it on the show so much and tweeted about it and talked to people. And I had faith that it was going to happen. I really did. I think the last couple of times I, I talked to John Wildhack about it, I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. It just wasn't quite sure when. Obviously, a lot of stuff's gone on up there that has detracted from getting that message out there, right? Very busy hiring season in lacrosse, name, image, and likeness, realignments back, transfer portal, Coach Q situation, Jay sit like, there's been so much that's happened up there that something like this you want to give its proper due you don't want to put out attached to one of those things it deserves its own time to shine and there's a lot of stuff that's happened up there that has pushed that back so I had faith it would happen but it's still when it was right there in front of me today I just let out a deep breath and I said there it is thank you so we'll discuss that coming up and we're going to hear one of the very first female athletes to have their jersey honored by Syracuse University, Felicia leggett Jack, at five o'clock. Right now, we're going to hear from alleged himself, Lee Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen, on what's happening on a Wednesday market. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, sir. That's awesome news. Uh, I'm doing sure well. Is. And stocks were doing well. The Dow and S&P were higher today. Uh, NASDAQ was down a little bit. But our diamonds, we're going to go with uh, infrastructure plays like uh, Caterpillar and Deer were up today. And Canada, Canada Goose is a dog falling 13%. Hard to think about wearing a down coat on a day like this, Brent. So, um, And finally, uh, Bumble's trading higher, over 3% after hours. Go it's, figure. What, what, what do you mean? It's going to snow next week. Come on now. What, what are you talking about? I'll be digging that thing out. Of, I, I didn't even put it in storage. It's, it's, it's still accessible. It's right there. You never, you never put the winter coats too far away, as we know. Uh, no. no. Thank you, sir. You got it, Brett. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. That is Lee Baldwin, folks. Go find him at LeeBaldwin.com or go find the real man himself and Kaz or Utica, any of his uh, great staff, our friends Mike and Bill and the voices you hear during the segments, so of have all the diamonds and none of the dogs on your portfolio. So as noted, uh, not just Felicia Legat-Jack and not just um, women athletes recognized. One of the greatest athletes in the history of Syracuse University in the history of his sport finally will get his jersey honored, and it's a pretty big number. So that kind of spawns the old conversation of should it not just be a player but the number itself that gets retired. We'll discuss that next. Stay right there. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> this is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends. Great to have you here. On the Block, of ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Entertainment is back. You it's know, the divine showroom. At Del Lago Resort and Casino, they are adding new acts all the time. They got something for everybody. Classics like Paul Anka, TV celebrities like Michael Carbonaro, Tracy Morgan, great bands like Sebastian Bach, Dashboard, Confessionals, Fog Hat, Squeeze. I was just talking to our friend Rick Diulio before the show about the sad state of affairs with uh, MTV once known as music television. They just celebrated their 40th anniversary the other day, and there they are um, running reruns of one of their dopey reality shows. Like MTV used to mean something, and what made me think of that is Fog Hack, because Jim Carrey went on one of the award shows once, probably the, the music awards, right? And I remember when that was a big deal. And... He played like this old kind of classic rock fans. Like, would it kill you to play some Fog hat? Anyway, I just thought of that randomly. You can go see Fog Hat and many great things at Del Lago Resort and Casino. Exit 41, right between Syracuse and Rochester. DelLagoResort.com for a listing of all of the shows at The Vine. We have finally come to the day where Syracuse has announced that they are going to retire some jerseys of some female athletes. Women will finally be honored with something that uh, so many men have, be it football or basketball, and I'm happy that it's not just that. It's a focus on the non-revenue sports that for some reason just didn't get their due. I saw that come across today, and it's one of those things that you know it's coming, you just don't know the moment. In the last few conversations that we had with John Wildhack here on this show, I, that I had, conversations I had off the air, I was confident they were doing it. I knew they were doing it. I knew the committee had been put into place. There were dot and I's, cross and T's. And as I was noting before the break, look, a lot of stuff has happened up there. This has been the wildest offseason I've ever seen at Syracuse University. The coaching hirings, Gary Gay, Kayla Trainer. The coach Q story, of course, the the whole encompassing thing leading to his resignation, name, image, and likeness. How Syracuse was going to deal with that? The transfer portal—it's been insane. I probably left out a few things there, right? So something like this, which is not reacting to the news of the day, so to say, it's an evergreen thing you can do, but you still want to put it into place because you're going to honor these athletes at the dome itself, at games. You want to plan, you want to make sure they can come and invite their families. It's a process, and, and they were pretty adamant about that. That's something that I politely disagree with Syracuse on. I always felt like you can put the names out there and figure out the details later, but, hey, look, it's, it's their show. They're going to run it the way they want to. The fact of the matter is they did it, and it's happening, and it's not just, okay, here's some names. You happy now? No, this is going to continue over a number of years here because, well, there's a backlog of athletes that deserve their due. We all know the big deal that Syracuse university football and men's basketball are, and the names that are in the rafters now that have been honored and retired are all worthy every single one of them. But there was an emphasis so long on just those names. I mean, we've got a number retired and we've got statues of Jim Brown and Floyd little and Ernie Davis. And again, Those are well-deserved, and Ben Schwartzwalder and every one of those statues over there should be there. But why they continually just inconveniently didn't honor the women that did the same thing, that were trailblazers, that were the best in their field, that were just amazing people, in addition to being athletes. I have to admit, you know, it's not like I've been banging this drum for 20 years or 15 years or 10. It's really been three. And, look, I'm no different than any other father out there, that when you have a daughter, it just completely changes your perspective on life. And the reason I got so fired up about this was I took my daughter to her first SU game. This is two years ago, first SU men's basketball game, like that first time. And I remember being there. We were in the the Galaxy suite, thanks to the great Ed Levine. And I remember looking up at the numbers. She didn't ask me about it. But I remember looking up at those numbers that hang in the rafters, specifically the basketball numbers, and thinking, what would I tell her? What would I tell my daughter if she asked me who those names were? And I'm going through all these names. And she would look at me and say, well, are any women on And how, I don't have a good answer for that. Why aren't there any women up there, Dad? She didn't say that, but it occurred to me, what if she asked me that? I don't have a good answer. And I thought about it. Well, how many dads had thought the same thing? Sitting there looking up there saying, well, what's going on here? How many girls themselves through the years have sat in there, not just young women, but women in general, and have looked up there and said, I thought, don't they have female sports here? Right? Do not they have women's sports here at Syracuse University? So I'm glad that they righted that wrong. I got a lot of nice messages today from people both on and off the air. And I appreciate that. I do. I'll take an attaboy for that. I nudged him. I will accept a a minuscule amount of praise for, at the very least, putting it in the public forum, nudging Syracuse a little bit, and getting other people to discuss this, write about this from other members of the media, athletes themselves taking to social media and other places saying, yeah, what's up with this? To the point where Syracuse felt like, okay, yeah, let's let's speed up the process here. And again, to their credit, it was in the works. It was happening, but it was one, a lot of things get discussed, and then they get put on a pile, and it just sits there, and nothing happens, right? Sometimes you need somebody to come along and be like, no, you need to do this. And I'm so happy that a lot of people out there shared my passion. for that, So I'll take a very small minute, like smidgen of credit for at least kind of moving this forward. But that's what you do when you have a platform like this. Look, when you sit in the chair that I do as a radio host, as a columnist, as somebody who's got a strong social media following, there's a lot of tools on my belt. Sometimes it's for entertainment. Sometimes it's to be informative. Sometimes it's, to be goofy, right? The content that's put out there varies, but you have a responsibility in that forum, in those two very valuable pieces of real estate that I am fortunate to occupy, to also shine a light on something and ask questions and say, why isn't this being done? And I did that when I wrote that first column about this just three years ago which was way too late for me by the way. It shouldn't have taken me bringing my daughter to a game for me to open up to that, but sometimes you just you get lost in your own biases sometimes and it really takes something like that to trigger something in your brain that just you've never thought about before like oh yeah, why is that not a thing? So here we are today. It's a thing, it's happening. So I've made this far I haven't even mentioned all the names. Felicia Logan, Jack's going to join us top of the hour. I mean, folks, when it comes to Syracuse women's basketball, she's the name. Just owned the record books. Career records for points, rebounds, field goals made and attempted. Free throws matter. Free throws made and attempted. And as Syracuse notes here, more than 30 years later, she's still in the top 10 in career points, rebounds, field goals made. She is undeniably one of the greatest players in the history of the program. She was the anchor, right? I mean, for a long time, Syracuse women's basketball struggled. And it's going to be interesting to see how they react to the current news as we'll ask her about top of the hour. Maybe she's interested in helping to fix that. You never know. But she had to be in this first class. Like, everybody agreed when this happens, she's their inaugural class, and thankfully that happened. Katie Rowan Thompson, who while at Syracuse was Katie Rowan. Look, Kayla Trainer is in the short breath as the greatest women's lacrosse player Syracuse has ever had, but in that same breath as Katie Rowan Thompson, and I would argue, if you're going to say who's the greatest player ever, that Katie takes it, and Kayla Trainer is going to get this same honor. Gary Gate and his 22 is going up there, so you have. Arguably the two greatest players in program history now running your lacrosse programs. Man, Katie Rowan. Are you kidding me? As a junior in 2008, led the nation in scoring, advanced Syracuse to championship weekend for the first time. She was a finalist for the Twarathan Award. I mean, if I read her resume, we would be here all day. Plain and simple, one of the best players ever. All-time leader in points and assists. That's a great place to start with so many other names to come. Michelle Tumalo at, at one point. Uh, Liz Hogan, I mean, that lacrosse program, uh, right on through to Emily Harrischuk, currently there, and a couple of current members of that team, I think he's a gold stock, is on that list who recently just graduated. And we can go on forever here. I was so happy to see not only Gary Gate finally get his due on the men's side, I know the focus here is on women, but I got to admit, I totally missed this one. And I'm I'm glad that Syracuse really broadened the scope and said, well, who – of all the athletic competitions in the sports that we have deserves this. Anna Goodell, women's rowing. As Syracuse notes here, if you're not familiar with her, she joined Syracuse as a walk-on in the fall of 2001, graduated as a three-time All-American. Two Big East championships, the first Syracuse team to earn a bid to the NCAA championship in 2002, a gold medalist in the women's eight at the 2008 Beijing Olympics, a U.S. national team member for six years, 20 year veteran in the sport, just a huge name in the world of rowing. In all the conversations I had, all the columns I wrote, all the tweets I ever sent about this, I never mentioned her name. That's on me. That's a bad job by me to not really broaden the scope and say, well, what about some of the sports that are even more off the the beaten path, if you will, that we don't talk about enough. So glad Syracuse did that. And she'll get her recognition. Gary Gate, what more do I have to say? It does kind of bring up the conversation of, do we retire the 22? Much like we had so much conversation and people continue to about the status of the 44, whether that should be active or retired. You know, unfortunately, the Chase Scanlon situation brings to mind about the weight of that number, who gets that number, and what can happen to it. There's a bit of a stain on it now. But there is no question, if we're going to start putting lacrosse players up there, which, again, how, how has that not happened, given the legacy of of and history of Syracuse lacrosse, but better late than never. Let's start it now. Let's do it. Let's play catch-up. I would have liked to see Paul Gate go in with Gary, if you want to nitpick, but hey, four amazing names, four amazing people, and finally, Women will get their due here. So thank you, Syracuse. Thank you for finally making it happen. And on that note, we will break. We will return. And uh, boy, what a dramatic shift of gears we're going to have next. That's what we do on this show, baby. You never know what's coming next. You know what's coming next? All right. got to line you up. 437 is the phone number. If you can beat me at the on-the-block name game in our next segment, you are going to win a pair of tickets to the Foo Fighters coming to the St. Joseph's Health Amphitheater September 15th. What is the on-the-block name game? It's very easy to play. I'll explain it when we come back. If you can beat me at this game, pair of tickets to the Foo Fighters are yours. We'll do it next. Stay right there.